Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody and welcome back to the Chiluminati podcast episode 196 down to four episodes left before the big 200 after uh, as always i am one of your hosts mike martin joined today by the comedy duo known as straight jacket from la jesse and alex i don't even know what that means what did you say also known as tom beckett and ian todd hey no Tom Beckett and Ian Todd sound like the villains. The guys. They, they, sound, they sound like the villains from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll be real. The group known as Straight Jacket were a comedy duo from Northeast England who were uh, wrote a bunch of original comedy sketches. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a, a call here from, for the show, just for the sake of the show. <laughs> Let's never pull random English comedy duos again. <laughs> I can't promise you that because the subreddit loves what it. What if instead you take the list of random English comedy duos you Googled, I didn't Google throw this, it in the garbage bin, and you get stuff people know? <laughs> yeah, but did you not know that Straight Jacket attracted praise from both press locally and nationally? I did not know because no one knew because nobody cared. In 2006, the group was discovered by Naomi Odenkirk who introduced them to her husband, Bob Odenkirk, who championed their comedy in America, entering their work into festivals and screenings. Jesse? Feels like nepotism. Do you think that they're called straight jacket because they're like so funny that it's crazy? (laughs) You'll be bouncing off the walls. You think think it's just so nuts when you go to a straight jacket show that they got to tie them up? Yeah, you'll think you're crazy with how funny it is. You think you've worn a long sleeve shirt before? Bitch. They taped in 2008 with Bob Odenkirk, a TV pilot titled Straight Jacket Real Life, spent R-E-E, spelled R-E-E-L life. Dude, these guys are hard. The only one that's actually working now is Tom Bennett, who is working on a variety of sitcoms and recording voiceovers. There you go. Tom, get it, Tom. Great. He's worked with EA Games, Nike, Honda. He's done a lot ever since. uh, What if next time you're like the Jean-Claude Van Damme and Tom Hanks of LA? I love both both of those guys. That makes sense. I I know what you're talking about. Were they in a movie together? No, but they're they're two people. No, they're not a duo, though. They're not a duo. Everyone's a duo if if there's two of them. You're my duo, all right? When I saw you up on the live stage... In PAX East back in the day, and I watched the two of you interact, that's when I knew you two were the ones I needed to do the podcast with. You were the duo I was looking for. That's what you That's what you saw? That is what I saw. That is what I saw. Alex and I have never been a duo, though. Well, I turned you into one. And that's what CEOs do. I create teams. You Done. didn't turn... We're, we're clearly a trio, 
I don't think you know what a duo means. I am separate from you because I live far away. If anyone is the duo, it's the believer and the skeptic, right? I'm just kind of like the fucking pickle, right? Like, you know. The, what? Yeah, he's the pickle like on the, the side. Pickle. Yeah. You're the pickle on the side. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. Well, it's just weird. It's offbeat. It's green. It's weird. It doesn't go in the yeah, sandwich. Why is it it's there? on the side. What's that juice coming out of it? What is that? How do they make it taste like that? Is it good? I can't tell if it's rotten or not. Yeah, it's so briny. It's just like Alex. So yeah. briny. How about every time it's just Jesse's, uh, you and Jesse are a sandwich and I'm just a pickle every time. What if next episode, instead of random people no one knows, you go, it's me, Mathis, and Jesse, the Reuben of the internet, and our pickle on the side, Alex. Or maybe it's Mathis and Jesse, the BLT with extra macaroni salad and Alex on the side. And that's me. I'm the salad. The you want me to turn you into food instead of famous celebrities from England? Famous celebrities is a relative term, my friend. <laughs> Let me just, and I am going to quote this. This is from at Telly Deluxe on Twitter. Uh, of all things my British ears expected to get from listening to Chiluminati today, I don't think any part of my being expected to hear anything about the mighty boosh. They recognized. They're recognized. Yeah, but the Mighty Boosh is is good. So that's the thing. You never know if you're going to get anything good or bad out of me. I'm like a grab bag. I'm like a I'm like a giant surprise egg, Kinder egg. Yeah. Crack me open yeah, and get no, the treats. I mean, I, you are. Yeah. You're like a you're like a like a lunch bag, but inside you either get like a day old bagel or a steak knife. There is no in between. And speaking of uh, turning people into food, let's head over to Patreon.com/slash/ChillMonetyPod to. Uh, <laughs> Tell you about this. If you really liked our episode about what's right his name, this ship Todd, so quickly. What's his name? Todd Packer. Todd Alfred Packer. Alfred Packer. You're thinking yeah, of fucking you know what? the office. Whatever. <laughs> Todd Packer. The guy is just like an absolute complete. What's dick. his name? Michael Scarn. Whatever his name is. Head over to patreoncom pod. Not only do you get the excellent episodes like this one without any ads, uh, you know you get. A mini-sode every single time, right after, with a brand new, weird, right off the presses, a, a, a current event, a current weird event, and usually Mathis unspooling a little further in the battle between himself and the American government, uh, and their disclosure of whether or not there's aliens in the sky. And tell you what, today, if you head over there and you listen and you sign up, uh, I got an alien sighting for you guys uh, that I'm going to talk about on the mini-sode. So that's a little preview. I brought science this time. I felt. The poll brought me elsewhere for the mini-sode. I've got science to talk about. Another new breakthrough in science, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, and go check out uh, our, our movie show, Rotten Popcorn. There's plenty more episodes of it where we watch along with movies, just like that show with the robots that that guy made to not go crazy in that space station. No. Come on over. This is an original check it idea. Out. What? This is weird. No, we did. This is new and original. Yeah, it's like Alex and Mathis and Jesse. Yeah. Anyway, we're delicious. I'm the pickle. <laughs> Alfred Packer is here, uh, and he's gonna eat you. Let's find out how. Are you ready for Alfred Packer? I'm. I've been ready. Like the fact that the fact that this guy didn't have like a life of like of like awful human rights abuses against him, and he just had a real bad week. I'm like, I'm here for this. I'm here for this type of chaos. I don't think any of you are really ready for this kind of like episode. It's the final one, uh, the final Alfred, Alfred Packer episode. And his story just gets weird. And there's an element of whodunit to it. 
as we're getting to the further into this episode we go. So much more exciting that he that there's a whodunit than like he drilled into the front forehead of a teenage boy and sucked out his brain. Dude, he just wanted a cocksucking zombie. That's all he I, wanted. Okay. All right. And it just right. it couldn't work. He right. tried. I'm going to back down from that one. I'm going to back. <laughs> you ever think like we cross a line in these episodes? You ever think like we in the episode like halfway through? You ever you ever worry that that we're like creating an audience of degenerates? My mic just fell down. You ever worry about that? That one day this might all come back to bite us in the ass? Um, nah. Nah, nah. Like some sort of cannibal? No. Cannibal. Oh, look what he did. He brought it back around. He brought it back I around. I tried. I really tried. You did. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going back into the world of the 1800s, Old West, uh, a land of no rules, laws, Really anything. People could just do whatever the fuck they wanted. And we got real we got real clear on that last time. You could just do anything. You could just be like, uh, I'm a fucking expert. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm a wilderness expert. I knowed all the countryside. Come with me. And everybody's Have like, you seen does. me before? He... That's because I was in the wilderness living, surviving. Come on, follow me there. Well, when we last left old Fred, uh, Alfred Packer, Fred Packer, I almost said Todd Packer. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, he had just emerged alone from the woods at the Los Pinos Indian Agency after about two-ish months spent in the winter wilderness after departing from his party that had already been thoughtfully and carefully shown to a safe place where they could spend the coming winter months without dying because Alfred Packer had led these people to believe that he could take them 400 miles in 20 days, uh, a caravan of 19 people. So, you know, uh, it took, they were lost after about two straight months. Yeah, also math wasn't a big thing in the Old West, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> it was, that, that's for damn sure. Um, but after settling in, uh, the uh, Ure, the Indian, you uh, Indian uh, tribe chief, had led them there. Uh, a bunch of them were immediately getting restless. Like Packer was one of them, and they had no intention of staying or sitting still and wandered off into the woods against better judgment. Packer's party would include five others, and they all packed up, following the trail the previous party had left over a week ago in the snow. So there was just like not really much there to see. And for serious, and for serious, how often is he having a seizure? Like real? He talk. is having a grand mal seizure. Uh, anywhere between one and three times every two days. So it was like throughout a 48 hour period has any between one and three. And how, what, how long does that put him out of commission for? Uh, well, the seizure itself lasts a couple of minutes or so, right, but right. The, the toll it does on his body is, is great. He's like wiped out. It's right? debilitating. It's like near, yeah. Okay. Like he, it sucks that he has this, like this is terrible that he has any of this. I just want to know how after one time, Everyone wasn't like. Do you think they knew though? Oh, they definitely learned very quickly. No, no, no. I mean, like the concept of a seizure. Certainly, yes. They called it. They called it epilepsy back then. The doctor on the paper called he had bouts of epilepsy. I'm not talking about the doctor. I'm talking oh. about like Joe old man he got out in the west the, un, the involuntary shakes yeah i mean the dude's drinking a lot too couldn't they just be like oh god he yes got he does drunk shakes you know and he also is poor as hell remember he has no money to his name they had he had a um, mcgrew pay I his way i bet a lot of people were shaking back then <laughs> like, and for, McGrew, it's cold too so it's like i got the shake like who true. knows but remember, man mcgrew definitely knew he very much cared for maybe even loved packer to an extent because he would 
cradle him at night and hold him until he was safe and tucked him in and cared for him. I just him. don't, I think this, I just think the situation was like, I, I just can't imagine how it wasn't like so fucking dire the whole time. It was you know I mean? dire the whole time, as you will but learn. But that was kind of life though, right? You're right, you're right, you're right. Some guy might shoot you, yeah. A snake might bite you. Living through infant birth or even like young childhood as like a manual labor, like killed kids constantly. That's why they were popping out like nine kids. Alfred is one of eight because they needed like labor on the farm. And he's just got to have backup. You did. I remember when we talked about um, uh, Nanny Doss. That was her whole thing when she was born. She, uh, two years old, she was moving rocks on the farm of the dirt farm they had bought. It's like, yeah, these, these were just a, a workforce for people. The people who ended up following Packer out of that nice encampment were, just to remind everybody, people known as Israel Swan, George California Noon, your favorite, uh, California noon is my favorite thing that exists in the world. Baby. I mean, it is nice out there at noon on Sunday, on California noon. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, a man by the name of degrees. Frank Reddy Miller, Shannon Wilson Bell and James Humphrey. All of, like I said, being led into the wilderness by Alfred Packer, who told him he'd knowed all the countryside. The members working at the Indian agency had quickly taken Packer in after he emerged alone from the woods while he was carrying nothing more than a knife and a coffee pot that had hot coals in it to start a future fire, looking way worse for wear with long scraggly hair, a long scraggly beard, and according to some, while absolutely looking in rough shape, not exactly looking like he was starving very much for what the story he ended up telling them should be. He, he more notably, he wandered out alone without those who had left him in tow, his story that he told them was super simple, that at some point he'd gotten his feet wet and they froze over and he incurred snow blindness. So he couldn't go out and do any hunting. So he stayed at the camp and the other five members all went off to go hunt for food, but oddly never came back. They just left him there. Eventually, Packer decided for his own life he had to get up and start traveling lest he die in the woods by himself. Not but an eye to find him. Um, yeah, five Is that people. A quote? No, that was me. That was like a pirate, like legend. That was just like improv. That's not even in the script. Yeah. I just like spit that shit out of my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, first of all, everybody kind of believed him right away, which is crazy to me because just if you look at this guy who's clearly healthy but supposedly lived for weeks in the woods by himself, be like, yeah, all five people left and. Man, they never came back. They must have all. If I was a fucking cowboy, I would be pulling my gun on <laughs> literally everyone that I ever so saw. So this was an NPC running up to you in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> like, Help! I got lost in the woods. My whole party never came back. And Alex pops him because you I can't trust nobody. I would shoot him through the heart. <laughs> I'd be like, how come you're not skinny? Bam! <laughs> yeah, well, the woman who needs help. She's there. She'd... What does God need with a starship? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you just would have pulled, you pull out your gun, you put a bullet in his head and it would have been done. If this is how the old West was, I'm shooting everyone. You can't even, I've never seen a living person in the old West in the, on a trail. Just wait. Cause this is just like, again, you're going to question how people survived in this area. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just wait, because this is just like, again, you're going to question how people survived in this area. Uh, I don't think they did is the but, thing. Yeah, well, yeah, fair. But there was no, well, this guy lived until he was 97. Regardless. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Alfred <laughs> Packer? He broke records with his age, yes. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He, what kind of nutrients are there in the human body? They didn't That's even, what I was just going to ask. Are we missing out? Should we be eating people? Did we just back ourselves into Pizzagate? <laughs> oh God, no, not again! It always Did we goes back to Pizza Place. <laughs> Did we just accidentally go pro Pizzagate? What happened just now? I don't know, man. This day, this podcast is dangerous. We are going to get canceled. <laughs> uh, but remember, not everybody left the camp that Ure of the Utes led them to. There was still a contingent of folk who were smart and stayed behind. And those people were Dr. Cooper, Preston Nutter, and a prospector that in history is only known as Italian Tom. We don't know his real name. Italian Tom, my team. Preston Nutter, you sure that guy's good? Yes, Preston Nutter is one of the you only sure, ones. You sure he's good? Unfortunately, he's the only one of the ones that you should like be trusting in this story is Preston Nutter. I must stress, as we have gone over these stories of the past. I love them. I don't know what the hell happened to us. Earth. But names were better. 200 years ago, names were better. Everyone had a better name. All our names suck. Yeah, name. Why, why isn't my name Gusty Grimble? Like, what the fuck is going on? Is that your, it's got to be your new name now. Uh, what up, Gusty? I'd be a, I'd be a fucking cargo pilot if I if my name was Gusty Grimble. I'd be like Baloo from from Tailspin right now. That's my oh, line. That's yeah. <laughs> I like how we got Preston Nutter, but then the nickname for the guy is just Italian Tom. Italian Tom. It's like the most boring plane name in the whole fucking no, world. No, that's great because of. you know that guy was from it's like, like Kentucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. And exactly. one time he ate spaghetti and they're like, look at Italian Tom over here. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Italian He's probably Tom. like fucking Croatian yeah. or some shit. And they're like, yeah, that's Italian. <laughs> well, those three who stayed eventually got to leave as winter came to a close and they packed their bags on April 2nd and the small group departed, heading for Los Pinos Indian Agency. The journey only took them a very short 11 days, as opposed to the 60 to 70 days it took Packer to get there through his own wanderings in the woods. But uh, And they arrived safely at the agency. They should have just left this fucking guy in, <laughs> in, a fucking, in a ditch. What's more interesting and I find <laughs> hilarious is that when they arrived, it was only hours after Packer wandered out of the woods. They arrived to this place the same goddamn day <laughs> from each other. What the fuck happened? That's impossible. What the it's, fuck happened? Out I there? don't know how that fucking happened. Has like, the done it already started? 
Uh, we're about to we're about to I crack like, into the who done it. Like yeah, I'm already starting to doubt the official story here. <laughs> well, it's it's was he it's hiding crazy. in a bush outside of town until these other fuckers come into town, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, oh my well, god!" I think you'll be disappointed to to in how this who done it actually like it's framed. It's not because they didn't. I will be on those three didn't do anything. They hung out at camp. They talked to Ure all the time. He was there helping them with food and getting them through winter. If they didn't do me, shit. If you tell me this who done it is who took a shit in Patty's pub, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I can't promise where this is leading, but it's all a surprise for now. Uh, so they arrived within hours of Packer arriving after their very short journey. And uh, when they saw Packer inside, they immediately asked him where the rest of the party was. They're like, they looked at him and like, hey, where, where's everybody else? And Packer replied, quote, I don't know. <laughs> that was an instant reply to them. Wait, was, wait, we know, we know the like. We have an audio recording. He of gave it. he gave the people around a story, and then but, these right, guys right, walked no, but in. But you said like, is it? I don't know, or is it? I don't know. No, I, I, well, I it had it had an exclamation mark at the end of the quote. He so just changed I would, from knowing exactly what happened to them to knowing nothing about what happened to them. Basically. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Now the who this started. But Preston Nutter, after hearing this, noticed something. Mind. Oh, no. Okay. The, no. The knife that Packer was carrying, the one that he was walked out of the woods holding, uh, it wasn't his knife. It was a large skinning knife that belonged to Frank Reddy Miller. And when he immediately pressed it, uh, 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 Packer as to how he came into having it, Packer said that Miller, quote, stuck it into a tree and forgot it. So he took it. If this dude ate Reggie Miller, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I, that's like, that's like the, like, I feel like you could come up with a better excuse than that off the top of your head. Like no, you borrowed not this it. Guy. And not then this he guy. Like, like you stuck it into a tree and then forgot it and he took it. That makes no fucking sense. This guy said, I want to be in the cavalry. He did. He did say, I want yeah. to be in the cavalry and he got to be in the cavalry. He is technically a veteran. So treat your veterans with respect. OK, I there's a few other veterans I respect a little more than this he's a army and cavalry veteran. Uh, so while Nutter didn't instantly press back, he noted that he became suspicious of Packer then and there who remind you as we go into this next part joined the caravan with not a fucking penny to his name and had a habit of going around the party, the caravan and asking how much money people had on them at yeah. the given time. Just so you remind that part is fresh in your memory. Oh, this guy would have been, I, I would have been, my gun would have been out already. I would have been already shaking this man down. You just <laughs> well, don't do that on the now. Trip. Even if I wasn't on the trip, I would, if I was sitting in like the bar where this was all going down, I would be like, hold on. Where the fuck was your ass? Like, it's so shady. It's, it's, it all reeks of like insanely, like looking at it from an objective point, it reeks of guilt. Hilariously, there must have been something about Packer in his personality because he always had people who didn't understand why those group of people didn't like him. He was very, I guess, good at being pitiable, as maybe we'll see here in a moment. But there was always, he was very good at getting people on his side. And it was bizarre. And it was very, I mean, with McGrew, it was pity. And with these guys, it was pity because they believe his story where he survived on rabbits and berries for days as he wandered alone 
in the woods with frozen feet and snow blindness. I think it's just because he like didn't shower. An amazing, an amazing feat of survival, by the way. Can we just point that out? Like in the middle of winter, in the middle of the country, up north in Kala fucking Rado, this dude is alone with frozen feet and snow blindness, hunting rabbits successfully, and knowing which berries he needs to be is eating to survive. Is there any evidence that that app happened? Uh-uh, not at all. <laughs> See, so like, I could say, you know, I could, you know, you know what I did between this episode and last episode? I went to uh, fucking the middle of the country in on I flew out there into Connecticut and I into the into the woods, all the way across the whole country. Actually, it's not even the middle. It's it's even no no yeah. You went cross country completely. I shot me a Sasquatch and then I uh, ate all his meat and then I threw all his bones in the fire and I burned them for nine hours till they got nice and brittle and then I smashed them up with a hammer and I buried them and uh, I poured water all over them uh, and then uh, I I flew home. I'm proud of you, man. The callback is cool? makes me proud. The callback makes me very proud. Isn't that cool that I did that? That 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 the knowledge that I forced into your brain has stuck is yeah. what that means. But isn't it isn't it dope that I did that? Yeah, you definitely did that. I'm, I mean, who am I gonna? How am I gonna know otherwise? You you definitely. I don't like did it. how much you're asking us to tell you it's cool. In one hundred <laughs> in in a hundred years, when I'm still alive, and there's a podcast going on about what I did this day, <laughs> just make sure and let everybody know that I definitely for sure did that thing with Bigfoot and his bones where That's, I ate him. You're going to get swatted by the Bigfoot police, dude. Yeah. You can have the Bigfoot hunters on your doorstep knocking it down. I'm just tonight. saying you can say anything. That's all I'm saying. You can say anything. You can. And the fact, okay. But you don't have to say it's cool. But isn't it? If it was a real Sasquatch, I'd kind of be sad. Isn't little it cool, good? though. little cool because it is a Sasquatch. Isn't it good that I did that to him? So, uh, unsurprisingly... <laughs> After <laughs> my point is, he just showed up at the same time as these people in town the same day. Mm -hmm. And they were like, where were you? And he was like, I was gone for 70 days and I was blind in the snow and I used rabbits. And this guy left me his knife in, in a tree. Yep. And yep. the other guys are like, where the fuck were you? And he was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He panics. I don't know. He has a lot of these moments coming up of just Freudian slips kind of escaping his mouth. Uh, it's great. It's great. Don't you worry, Jesse. Not maybe not the sexual kind of. Oh, I'm worried slip, about right? the whole thing. But <laughs> okay. well, uh, unsurprisingly, initially Packer planned on staying in this camp for a while, but after these people arrived, he immediately began having to plan a trip home because he suddenly really missed his family back in Pennsylvania. And he heard he his mom leave. calling him home. From, yeah, he uh, could feel that it, like he needs to. He needed to plan to leave as soon as possible. Mama dinner. Packer needed a hug. Yeah. Papa Packer needed a hug. They were all waiting, the Packer family, back in Pennsylvania. And so since he was poor as shit, he took the Winchester rifle that was slung over his shoulder, sold it for $10. Whose which is, rifle was that? We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, he sold it for $10 as best he could and was going to use that money to plan his trip home. That's like $12 in today's dollars. The, the whole time to be planning took him about 14, we know about two-ish weeks that he spent in this small town getting the things he needed. Just muttering under his breath about how much his mom needs to like see him. Or something. Yes, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, because the old crew was back, uh, they didn't like him. So you'll see where he ended up <laughs> sleeping uh, because of that. Um, but, you know, wouldn't you know it, while this, during this 14-day period, Packer weirdly spent 
way more than the $10 he supposedly only had into his name. In fact, we know he spent over $100 alone at the local saloon, which in today dollars is over $2,000 in Wait, cash at once at or? one saloon no over over two weeks over oh, okay 14 i was days about to say like ish. that's a night right there almost two thousand dollars in 14 days at the saloon yeah all on booze all that's of it a, on booze like, i bet i could change. do that in a, in a weekend please all right well you live in la okay this is like the saloon in a town of five people <laughs> you know like it's oh not yeah mathis i forgot to tell you uh remember when i ate that bigfoot and burned his bones and crushed him up and buried oh him? my god yeah, yeah yeah uh right next to that when i was uh when I was hanging out in the woods, uh, just thinking on how cool that was. There was a five-man saloon. Just no, right I there. saw this tree. I saw this tree, and on the tree, it was crazy. It was like a normal tree, except the leaves. They were made of uh, 1800s money. What? Yeah, it was just out there in the woods. I just got it. I brought it back to town. I was really thirsty. Oh, so. you have it? Are you growing it in like your, your community yard out front? Yeah, I, that's why I have so much money. It's Yeah, it's unfortunate because uh, that money's out of circulation now, so no one takes it. That's a It's kind of just like leaves, really. Okay, but pretty tight that I found that tree, though, right? No, it's actually not. Was was the Sasquatch the guardian of the tree? <gasps> Is it like Leprechaun Gold? <laughs> oh, my like God. I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it like Kill that. Kill a Sasquatch, get a tree sprouting 1800s <laughs> US dollars. I didn't think about it that hard. The point is that it's totally <sighs> true is the thing. That's the thing. Is that well, I yeah, obviously. Why would you? It's uh, cool that I did it. Of course. I have no idea where this bit is going. The bit is just that this guy just can do right whatever now. he wants. I just created a and d enemy that you can use in a one shot. There you go. The bit is just that Packer's doing whatever he wants. He's, he's coming into town. He's walking around. People are like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just have money now. That's Sorry. why there's so little Sasquatches. They were hunted in the 1800s yeah. for the money trees. Yeah. So the only ones left are the ones guarding the very few that were never found. But that money is not needed anymore anyway. Yeah, this episode is the Greenstone Part 3. Oh, shit. Imagine if you just took over from this point on. You're just like, and now? Yeah, I, I would like, get down. up and leave. I would, I would honest <laughs> to God, go home. You learn how like, Packer's not real. He's I'm not done. a real man. I would never appear on another episode. I would vanish. <laughs> if I was like, it's about a money tree guarded by a Sasquatch that I ate for real. Would you come Greenstone to Part 3, I'd be like, good night, everybody. I'm out. Would Bye. you come back for the inevitable HBO 20-year forced reunion for a few chunk of changes and then the, the replacement third host is alongside us? He'd be gone, dude. I'd be like that guy who left the Beatles before they became the Beatles. Yeah. You never well, hear from me again. Right, um, pretty soon after that. You, don't worry about that guy. <laughs> you want to talk about Packers some more? Here's all I'm saying. Packers <laughs> just going into the woods and making up stories. There's no way that dude showed up from the woods the same day as these guys. There's just no way. Well, let's find out I if you're I think he followed him all the way home. That's what I think. <laughs> You just uh, you like oh god thank god and you like sneakily followed them and then sprinted ahead of them I think <laughs> to get did. there first. Yeah, I do. He's like I gotta get my story set straight. Like dude, it's like more believable than him what he said for for reasons that will become clear to you. I don't think he was capable of that kind of forethought. He is not the most planned man. He's a very impulsive right? man. I know, kind of weird. Alfred, yeah, Al Al Alfred. By the way, oh, right. Alfred. Alfred Packer, thank right. you, his name. Uh, beyond losing $100 alone to the local tavern in just to booze, he also joined the, the small town's freeze-out poker tournament and lost in the first round, losing $37, which is close to like $1,000. <laughs> That's like four <laughs> guns. So he spent almost three grand, essentially, uh, 
on ra- on a on random fucking shit. It's like three Sasquatches. <laughs> but he only has ten dollars, dude. He's only he has the three Sasquatches worth of trees. It's nuts. No, well, sometimes you have ten dollars of liquidity. Yeah. To spend, oh, that's, and yeah. then your money's held up other places. True, and people true. can't be asking you for money. You're wheeling and dealing. That's true. Yeah. Pecker is a very smart businessman. You, I forgot to put that part out. I didn't say it was smart. I just said it's business, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they would actually eventually kind of confront him about this. Uh, but before then, Pat, we learned that Packer was it one was, hour after it happened. No, it was not. It like, was what days f- later. Days later, just hang on. Um, Packer was sleeping in the saloon at this point because he was so scared of the other party uh, and was allowed to by the owner, by the, a man by the name of Dolan. And he gave him the permission to do so. And so he avoided his crew altogether. And often he spent long nights chatting with Dolan, regaling him with the tale of how he survived out in the woods <laughs> oh, off, over and over uh, about how I an amazing this guy and then I ate him and then I took his money. <laughs> And then I slept in his clothes. Hang on, we're going to get to what the story is exactly yeah. shortly. Um, however, the other crew did come and confront him after seeing him spend all this money, being like, asking him basically what Jesse said, like, what the fuck, where'd you get all this money? And he, his first response to them pressuring him was, I don't know what you're talking about. I only have $10. Dude is like <laughs> when a little kid tries to hide by like putting himself somewhere where he can't see you. You know, yeah, and you, yeah. and he thinks that you can't see him, but really, it's like forty percent of his body is sticking out from under a fucking blanket. It really is perfect. Yeah, when they and but when they confronted him with evidence that he had also that day just bought a horse and saddle to leave town with, he suddenly remembered that oh. he was given the money by the local smithy by the name oh. of Kincaid. Because he wanted to get him back home to Pennsylvania because he had a bleeding heart for poor old Packer and his horrifying story of survival. That's the man's, so the man's nice. name was Kincaid and he's just, this is, everyone had better names. Everyone had I know, better I know, names. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, and, th- and that fact had just slipped his mind. He just, he just kind of forgot that he had been given money to spend and he only had $10 to his name. It was the only thing he could remember. Um, at one point, Packer was actually buying something at the local store Uh, like the general store from just like a small town. And when he handed the clerk the money, the clerk immediately examined it to be fake because we learn here that Packer also spent some time in jail for 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 fitting money for for making he was counterfeiting money. money. He was counterfeiting. He was counterfeiting U.S. dollars in the past. <laughs> <He went. laughs> this guy is so good. I love. So it. so the who done it is really just how many of the crimes that this guy absolutely seems like he did? Did he really do? And when did he do them? And which crimes are they? But they're definitely crimes. Um, Everything's might, maybe, a crime. Maybe. What crime is it? Who did the crime? It's possible. You might be a little possible. You might be a little on the right track. We'll see. <laughs> so the rumors apparently spread to this town rather quickly. And this clerk had heard of it. And the clerk, a man by the name of Mears, did note that it was fake. And when he handed Packer the bill back, Packer pil- pulled out a second billfold stuffed with what he said was quote real greenback. Real money. So this guy's literally got He tried he tried uh, the the fake money first and then he was like fuck, all right, well, I'll give you They're the like real money. They're like his plausible deniability wallets. 
He'd be like, what do you mean? I got $10. And he pulls out his wallet. It's got $10 in it, but then he's got the like real greenbacks in his other wallet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Again, of which money he was supposedly not supposed to have. In that moment, he spent $10, by the way, and he had way more than $10 in his in his uh, wallet. Um, and as far as that horrifying story that he kept telling people people and was all too eager to talk about anyone that was willing to listen. Like I said, he spent many late nights in the saloon talking with Dolan, where he would tell him all about the difficulty of living alone in the woods in the winter, only surviving off a rare rabbit that he barely ever saw. Luckily, he had the, the knowledge of the local berries, though, and what ones he could eat uh, <laughs> to, to survive. And Dolan said he immediately noted that for a man that spoke about living on the brink of starvation for so long and had very little food, he definitely didn't look starving. <laughs> Meaning he was, um, he carried, you know, he looked well fed. He just had a bit of weight to him. He didn't look Yeah, sure. so, okay, so back to the Bigfoot tree. I forgot to tell you, when I was <laughs> sitting there counting my millions in the freshly ashen mud under the Bigfoot tree. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I also found... A Whopper Deluxe sitting there right next to it, ready for the eating. Isn't that crazy? Like fresh and hot? Yeah. Isn't that dope? Do you think that all Whopper Deluxes come from the forest? Because it feels like it. I don't even know a Whopper Deluxe is a real thing. Do you think that all... (laughs) It doesn't matter because Sasquatch is Burger King in general. Do you think it all comes from somewhere they find it in the forest and... It kind of has that vibe. It does. It never looks like put together. What? You think it's Sasquatch meat? I hope not. I don't know. Although it would explain know. the weird taste. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just... there are more Sasquatches than we know, but the reason they're being kept hidden by the government is because there's a secret meat. breeding yeah. warehouse where they kill them and give them to fast food chains to keep everybody happy and stupid and fat. There but we yeah, go. Yeah, uh, I almost died, but it was super lucky that there was just like food there for me to eat. So that's why. That's I really lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, and I'm, I believe you because even back in the 1800s, Packer. A man by the name of Alfred Pracker was able to luckily find the rabbit at the right time, the right berries when they were needed. And he had the skill, even though he had frozen feet again and snow blindness again, he still was able to shoot the rabbit and catch a it's rabbit. It's cool that he did it. It's cool that he did it. And he definitely did do it. And he definitely did do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the people he was telling the story to, by the way, uh, were a little suspicious of it. And when the uh, group came yeah. around again yeah. to push him about the money... It kind of seemed like the whole money thing was the last straw for this group, at least when it came to finally leveraging their suspicion about him and his crimes. So after being pressed harder, a man by the name of General Adams in the small town sent off a messenger to investigate to see if Kincaid did give him this money and if the money truly did come from a bleeding heart to send him home. And so the messenger was sent off to get word. And it would be about a day before the messenger would return. And during that short stint of time, they had eyes on Packer. He was very clearly being watched. He knew this. And at one point, Packer was seen casually strolling over to the creek. And then he just kind of hucked two things into the creek. And they quickly ran over to get the, the general. They ran over and to do a quick search. And they realized that both the billfolds were now missing completely. And when they looked for the river, the water had already taken them away and they could never find them again. The dude walked over and was like, you know, whistling, just kind of hucking away the money and then the counterfeit money that he was carrying around into the woods. I mean, into the fucking creek. (laughs) Just 
didn't even fucking. And guess what? It didn't matter. It didn't do anything. <laughs> they, like, they had no evidence. Nobody shot this man. Nobody hit him. Nobody put no! a little knife in him. No. They did nothing. They searched him, couldn't find the billfolds anymore, and were unable to find them in the running stream. And when the messenger returned, confirming that Packer was indeed lying, he was sat and interrogated about what actually happened in the woods that night. Or, or the time he was gone, not that night. And for a long moment, Packer sat silent before finally breaking the silence and saying, quote, it wouldn't be the first time that people had been obliged to eat each other when they were hungry. Just sudden lucidity. <laughs> At this moment, he broke into tears, actually, after saying that. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Jesse, you look flabbergasted right what now. What is there even to say? Okay, like, so I know it's the, a podcast, but what is there even to say? Uh, oh God. So is the who done it? How much did he like eating everybody? Well, we will get to that actually. <laughs> if that actually ended up kind of carrying afterward, uh, yeah. After he said that, he immediately began uh, crying, and Adam saying that he was quote blubbering and hollering and could barely speak a coherent word, uh, and that he uh, and so Adam had to reassure him saying that, yes, he knew it did happen in necessary circumstances, even if it's something, you know, so horrific uh, and that this would be OK. And he would he then Packer then shouted he was scared of the boys, you know, the boys out there that were pressing him on things. And so Adams guaranteed him his safety and protection from the boys as he gave forth what would be his confession or at least his side of things. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have you read. First, uh, I'm just going to copy paste this and put it in Twitter. Uh, this is the official note sent from General Adams to a superior in Washington regarding the potential crimes. And then I'm going to read from uh, the book a little bit exactly how uh, he confessed and how like the story went. So uh, who wants to be the official person reading it? It's going to be in Twitter. Feel free to take it away. Either one of you. It's a rather boring. It's just like old timey read. Uh, this is uh, the official confession sworn by Packer and certified by Justice of the Peace James Downer. Don't worry, uh, and I this got this. Is, yeah, and this is this is again this is word this is for word. Packer, this is Packer writing this down. This is gotcha. Packer writing okay. it down. <clears throat> Old man Swanson died first and was eaten by the Perfect. other five persons about ten days out of camp. For five days afterwards. Humphreys died and was also eaten. He had about $133. I found the pocketbook and took the money. Now, time out. I just want to cut you off there. He spent so much more than that. It's already not right. Like, he spent way more than that. Continue. Sometime afterwards, when I was carrying wood, the butcher was killed. <laughs> as the other two told me accidentally. And he was also eaten. Okay. Bell shot California with old man Swanson's gun, and I killed Bell. Shot him, I did. <laughs> I covered up the remains and took a large piece along. A large then traveled piece. 14 days to the agency. Bell wanted to kill me with his rifle. Struck a tree and broke his gun. And that is the sworn confession of Alfred Packer. That was sent off to uh, to to Washington. Um, what a what an unfortunate series of events, though. Like that is un, like one bad thing after the other. 
All of them were getting eaten by everybody else. It was just crazy. It still, none of this is explained, though. I still have no explanation. I feel like you just told me facts, and I have no idea. I, I, this is like a the thing scenario is what I'm kind of feeling from this. Like, they all turned up the heat, started killing each other. Well, let's just say the, the evidence when... Yeah, we're going to... Don't worry. We're going to get to the point where all of a sudden this doesn't sound like it's exactly how it went down. Um, because when they were in invest, uh, interrogating him, would, the way he would speak, one, was almost too... They, they say that they had spoken with people who had eaten uh, of other humans before. And when they stumbled across them and they spoke to them, they were lost in the mind. They were not right. But Packer seemed to be complete opposite of all of that. And it just didn't seem 100% correct. Uh, the way he goes is they miss gravely, they gravely misjudged the time it would take. And Packer and his five companions found themselves out of provisions almost before we knew it, according to his confession, just a few days, 10 days later. And for the next few days, they quote, struggled along the best we could, barely subsisting on roots dug out of the frozen ground. 10 days after leaving Ure's encampment, 60 year old Israel Swan died from starvation. The others immediately set upon cutting his body, cutting away chunks of his flesh, which were roasted on a campfire and then greedily devoured. This is all the story he's telling them. Uh, like, uh, Why would that happen? Good question. This is 10 like days out. Space. 10 days out. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make any it sense. sounds like a relic that just drove them all insane out in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And then after they gorged themselves, they provisioned themselves with strips of his flesh. The men then set out again. After four or five more days of trudging blindly through the snowbound wilderness, James Humphrey collapsed and died. He was butchered and eaten, quote, in the same way as the men were out of food again and hungry. Packer then confessed to having taken the $133 from him, Humphrey at that point. Yeah, they, Jesse's just like, I don't, the, the gestures it's so you make. so quick. Are, they're just like, yeah, we're out of food. All right, eat them. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, now, besides Packer, there were now just three remaining members of the party. Shan Wilson, uh, Shannon Wilson Bell, George California Noon, and Frank Reddy Miller. A few days after the death of Humphrey, Packer wandered off from the others to gather wood from a campfire, he says. He returned to find that, in his absence, Bell and Noon had murdered Frank Miller, quote, who had been sick of rheumatism and delayed the party on the march. His body was already dissected and the best parts eaten before he got back from getting the wood. The best parts <laughs> is like... Yeah, doesn't that, I'm glad the, you picked. Isn't that a little like there's weird? something like about opining on the flavor and texture of <laughs> different parts of the human body that just doesn't sound involuntary to me in the same way? Question, question, <laughs> yeah, gentlemen, yeah, yeah. what do you think the tastiest part of the human body is? The butt. Do you think the butt seems too fatty? I'm thinking like a thigh, <gasps> a human leg. Oh my god, you know that human leg? It's got to be the leg, or like fucking like the, the eyeball or some shit. You know what I mean? Or like no, an oh. arm, like a. Or maybe yeah. like a human breast. You know what I mean? Like Tender. something delicious. Some little, yeah. 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 Do you think Look human cheeks are a delicacy? Ooh, maybe. Amongst who? Somebody. I don't know. This guy. I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be a cannibal out there operating right now. I don't want to meet them. I no, don't I don't wanna... either. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I do not. No. Uh... Let's go back to, to Packer before we like I've a, a freaking cannibal like knocks pork. on my door. That's what I, you know, that's, that's what, what I've been told, told too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Something uh, to think about. Something to think hmm. about. And I screamed it going into the void before. It sent me off. All the best yeah. parts. 
all gone. the best parts were gone. Yeah, yeah. He came back from collecting, and that's how we remarked. He was like, "All the best oh, parts. man, all the best parts of them are the now gone. The morsels were already taken. <laughs> the corpses of the two men, of all the men who have died so far, were just left there, according to Packer. Uh, and Miller's was, quote, left lying on the spot where their meat was taken off. So the body, according to him, is still kind of just lying out there. And now their strength was temporarily restored, and the three of them pushed ahead. And then several days after that, Packer said, Bell shot California with Swan's gun. Packer and Bell then, both together, ate the flesh. Only a few days, and he's like, all right, next. Bam, dead. <laughs> Kill him. All right, want to feed off of him? You got to figure, once you, once you eat one person, it's like, you know, why? All bets are off. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. Well, just... you actually make a good point, and Packer has you covered. I'm after that point? last one. Yeah, yeah, because well, after that last one, there were only <laughs> okay. two left, and they both made, quote, a solemn compact not to kill each other for food. So I would eat that other dude. I can't trust nobody at that point. That first <laughs> night, I killed him. I shot him. Yeah. Right? We made a pact, and then I immediately killed immediately him. Because, killed. Well, they, yeah. forged, they forged ahead still with just the two of them now until they came across a grove of timber near the banks of a lake. Their pledge was speedily broken. They were warming themselves around a campfire when, according to Packer, quote, Bell arose and taking his rifle, aimed a blow with the butt end at me. The blow missed and the stock striking a tree broke off. Grabbing his own rifle, Packer shot and killed Bell in self-defense. Quote, there was nothing I could do, he insisted. In only a few seconds, he was dead and couldn't utter a sound. And he lived, and then according to his confession, it's here where by his own campsite that he stayed at for several days, he lived off of Bell's flesh. And then, taking some of the flesh along with him, he continued on his way, where eventually, two weeks later, he, would, he came across the uh, agency. I don't like the way you said flesh. Well, that's, you know, he's, he, he really likes it. And he calls it flesh in everything he says in all of his freaking confessions. Flesh, flesh is like the word I don't like, he uses. Flesh is one of the worst words in English. So you're like saying you don't believe the, the story? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? It's not that. It's just I fucking hate the sound, texture, feel of the word flesh in all ways. Mathis, can I ask you a question? Do you believe the story? Because it feels like you're about to say, it was all a lie. <laughs> I do not believe the story because it may have all been a lie. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. What? You what? know what? I have something to admit about uh, the Sasquatch. <laughs> Wait, don't say yeah. it yet because this was enough for General Adams. Oh. He believes it. Oh, good. All right. He believed that like right. word for word. And that's when he had him write the affidavit. That's when he had him write the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and that's right when now. he had him write down the confession and sent it off as to what to do with him. Um, Preston Nutter, however, didn't believe a goddamn ounce of this man's Get story. Get him, Nutter. Get him. <laughs> he claimed it Nutter's was impossible Nutter. that Bell could kill someone or participate in the cannibalism. In Nutter's words, quote, he pronounced his affidavit a tissue of lies. <laughs> you, did, was that another one of your freestyles or was that? No, really that's the quote, quote, Nuster, Nutter's a actual. A tissue of lies. He pronounced his affidavit a tissue of lies. Nutter's like uh, Emily Dickinson. Uh, yeah. He's an undiscovered writer talent. But, <laughs> but since we live in the stupid times right now in the 1800s, there was really no way to prove if he was lying right away or not, other than the circumstantial evidence that he was carrying on his person, like the knife and the money. But they were going to try and find a way they could prove it. So they thought of something up. They could have Packer lead them back to where the incident occurred 
because Bell's body should still be there with the way he said he left the body behind with the broken gun that hit the tree and all of the, the evidence of the crime scene laid out before them. And if he was telling the truth, Adams promised he would pay Packer's whole trip back home to Pennsylvania on his own personal dime. So what do you think Packer did? He actually did decide to lead them. Packer led them into the woods for four days before oddly, suddenly stopping and claiming, quote, he had no knowledge of the country and he was entirely lost. You know, the guy who said he knowed all the country, now he doesn't know any of the country. After four days of leading them into the woods and was entirely lost, and no matter how much they insisted or pressed on, he, like a stubborn toddler, refused to move. He would not move. I would be that guy. Anywhere. You would be, which which guy would you be? <laughs> that guy that's like, you've killed us, damn you! You know, like in the fucking, <laughs> in the fucking group. Kill this man! If anybody should die, it should be him! He got us into this mess! That would fucking be me. That would be my <laughs> fucking shit. It's, it's, I, there is supposedly, on this four-day journey, there was no violence, save one of the people who joined them, and he had a posse of about eight people he was leading into the woods, and one of them who, uh, at one point apparently asked him where he got that skinning knife, that's when Packer supposedly pulled the skinning knife and charged at this man, before the group of people quickly stopped him, took the knife away from him, took it away, and then forced him to continue leading him. Um, so Jesus. I don't know if that's true because that only comes from one of the, the posse that was there. It could just be embellishment after the fact. But, you know, it's crazy how, uh, I, I mean, I, can't, I don't know if I believe that. I don't think that would have worked in Packer's favor. It doesn't seem to fit as his MO. He just instead, like a toddler, is like, no. I'm not moving. It sounds mm -mm. to me just like a bunch of assholes just went into the woods. Well, you'd think that until you realize maybe he's a little stupider than he actually is because they decided, fuck it. We're going to check the area around here. And they were right fucking next to his campsite. He led them all but right to it and decided then and there as he got close, he got like cold feet. And then was like, I'm lost. I don't know where we are. Let's turn back. I don't want to go. He didn't even lead them away from the camp. Or, like, in any opposite direction. He, for four days, led them in the right direction. He just wussed out. He just, like, decided he was going to die if he, if, the, if he went forward. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't want him to see the fucking camp at all. And how weird. When they walked into the camp, they found a really well-tended-to campfire, a sleeping space and a, a shelter for one person, and clear evidence that someone had been staying here for a long time as the, the place where they were sleeping had been worn out in the dirt with like mounds of dirt pushed back and evidence of him moving around and handprints all over the fucking snow. They found all kinds of things except the body that was supposed to be there and any damaged tree. There was nothing there. And upon searching, they found a pillbox which was enough for Nutter to be like, he lied. He's guilty. He's, this, is, this is like, arrest him, hang him. He demanded that Packer be hung, hanged. And uh, Adams still didn't want to do it. Adams was still not convinced that Packer was guilty of any particular crime. But he understood the need to potentially hold this 
possible suspect. And when brought back to town, he was put in prison. This is where things get a little weird. Oh, this is this is where things get weird. Wait, what the fuck? Okay. So the story is fascinating at this particular point because one, obviously they put together a search party. Where were these bodies and how could they be found? During that time, Packer was held in prison and eventually they got word back from Washington and uh, it was, they said it was enough to keep him in prison for now. However, we don't know who, but some point Packer was let out of prison. Officially? No. He had made friends with a couple of the guards. He was like released. Assumption is they let him out quietly because they believed him to be innocent and he didn't do anything wrong and it was unfair. So they quietly let him out. The problem is nobody ever admitted to it. So we don't know whoever did it. We do know that about after 17 days, Packer vanished from the prison and he disappeared. The the party found the bodies neatly lined up next to each other with huge pieces missing off of them with a blanket laid over them and heads missing from a few of them as well. It was clear that they had been at least not killed in the way his story had went. Uh, There was a, in the newspaper, when they came back, a drawing of the crime scene, but I couldn't fucking, my Google failed me. I couldn't find this article where there was a drawing of what the crime scene looked like. And the way it's explained is that there were four bodies lined up with the sheet over them. And as the sheet was pulled back, you could see the hunks of meat carved away. But the fifth body laid off to the side with its head taken off. And that was Bell. And it did seem like that he had gotten into a fight with Bell, maybe. Um, It's hard to know because we just have the description that they gave us of the crime scene. And at best, a drawing of what they said the crime scene looked at. And even the crime scene being described in the newspaper... Uh, Nutter said that that was nowhere near as gruesome and horrific as the crime scene actually was when it was there. I don't know if this is officially it, but I think I may have found that image. Uh, I would love to see it. I you know what newspaper the, comes from? I dropped it in the chat. It says it's, it's from 1874. So this is what supposedly the bodies looked like at the crime scene, according to a crime scene drawing and description that they were given of it. They said it was gruesome. Uh, it was oh, clear really that they'd been dead. Too. Wow. Yeah, that thing is like super high res. Wait, so so the story of one being killed at a time is bullshit. Bullshit. Bonkers. Yes, yeah. it seems but like Packer killed, killed them all, them all right, and then right, lived the off their time, bodies or? over time. Yeah. So again, we don't truly know, but the evidence points to that they were all killed very closely to one another, and then he lived off of those bodies and kept their bodies in the snow. To keep the bodies fresh. So he like to not, purposefully has always been leading people out there to eat. This was just his little plan this one time. This yeah. was the only time he did it. This was the only time he did it. And it was just the, this party of people he departed with that we know of. He never, there was never any other cannibalism maybe incidents. Maybe he didn't know he was going to eat them until, you know, it got a little cold. You know, Again, he's, he makes such stupid decisions that this just might have been him panicking and then realizing he had to kill all the other ones. And then ended up just murdering people and, and eating and then just living off their flesh because he couldn't survive in the wilderness alone because he couldn't. He wasn't a man of the wilderness. He wasn't a wilderness guide. He lied about all that. If you remember, <laughs> like, I don't know. But like, yeah, uh, you could see underneath each one of this drawings, too. You could see that's the name of the victim underneath them. So the bottom left is Israel Swan. The bottom right is Frank Miller in the middle. You have Bell, 
Uh, top left is California. And uh, you can see California's head was not decayed yet. Uh, and then, but you can see like the flesh is flayed off the ribs. Like you can see the heads are mostly they look, left alone. They look et off for sure. Yeah. They look like yeah. broken so, down a little bit. But so he, so you, uh, you this you happened, to, I guess maybe I'm confused. Were you saying sure. that he then went out again with another group of people and they, or am I totally confused on this? Yeah, so, so they there let, two he groups. then, yeah. there was the, so he led the, the one group. Yeah. They, then he emerged alone. Right. With, uh, these being those bodies. Right. With the story. And then they didn't yeah. believe him. So he led a party of eight out to, to, to prove his innocence. Right. Stopped short of his camp was like, I don't know where I am. They searched anyway, found his camp, but found none of the bodies that were supposed to be there. Put him back in prison, then had a, a search group to find the bodies that were supposed gotcha. to be there. Okay. And this picture is where they found them. And they, they were if his story was correct, the bodies should have been days travel apart because there was a death, then days of travel, then a death, then days of travel instead. Right, and they were all together. Right. Instead, they were all together and clearly all of them being fed off of. So uh, and then after, but by the time they came back, Packer was missing. He was gone. And then Packer vanishes for nine fucking years. What? He disappears for years. They they have a bounty for him for $500 bounty. And they were looking for him. But again, this is an age where information does not travel fast. And by the time it gets wherever it's going, who knows like what the story is molded into kind of like that game of telephone in a way. And the public, even the newspapers that were voraciously taking up, uh, the man-eater kind of uh, through line through the story lost interest in him fast. There wasn't, we didn't see hide nor hair of this man until about 10 years later when a man by the name of uh, Schwartz shows up and he's robbing people with a six shooter and they follow him back to where he's staying. And when he walks out of his house to approach the two men who are approaching, he reaches down for his six shooter that he forgot in the house and they quickly pointed his guns at him, took him in only to find out this man is not Schwartz. It's Alfred Packer with a fake name. And he's been living under a fake name oh for years as a, as a bandit as just, he, he just did odd jobs. The first giveaway because he gave his fake name is the man was missing his ring finger and his middle finger from the mining accident all those years ago. And after he figured it out, uh, they asked him about the cannibalism thing, and he accidentally let slip, he said, uh, I am guilty of all the crimes that you put upon me. Whoops. And then he said, that's not what I meant. I meant that I am not guilty. I have already given my confession, and my confession is the truth. So it was like a Freudian slip? That's where the Freudian slip comes from, where he just is like, no, yeah, I'm guilty. I mean, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty. I already did my confession, and uh, they were... They didn't believe him, obviously, and the man was thrown in prison. Now, the public cares. And suddenly, you realize true crime has been popular for fucking Because they unearthed ever. a lost cannibal, basically. They, they unearthed a lost cannibal, and the story of the man-eater began taking over the newspapers, first locally, and then across the country, of his story that keeps getting embellished upon, and embellished upon, and embellished upon, and the stories of what he actually did soon came became so lost to media that it wasn't nobody really the, the, the picture of this guy was like a, a heinous monster. And he was he did something horrible. But 
they just went like again it went crazy he was a sensation from the entire time he was put in prison until the end of it and that was 17 years what he was in prison fuck? for 17 years he had a loyal base of fans that would consistently arrive and like protest and shout for his freedom he had lawyers working for him pro bono and they were de they years in a failed trial after trial after trial they never gave up and he always stuck to his goddamn story he thought that being put in prison nobody would care about him anymore and he'd die there the opposite happened and he became a national like like charles manson kind of guy in a way yeah okay. and it took over forever and at the end of those 17 years they got him his freedom and when he got his freedom, he lived as a free man until he was 97 years old, never admitting to his crimes. But after his death, the state got a, uh, like in the early, I think it's the late 80s or early 90s, an archaeology team wanted to go find the bodies to see if they could find evidence of wrongdoing. They went to go like look for that crime scene from the picture? Where they, where they were okay. able to try and figure out via the, the like um, uh, official papers and interviews where the crime scene was located. They found bodies, but the evidence on it uh, showed that it was, they, the bones had clear marks in them, like a, like a knife had dug into the bones. And it was clear that they, were, they had been eaten. But there was... A, uh, people didn't necessarily believe him because the man who was in charge of this was also already known for embellishing evidence of other things he had tried to prove in the past. And so his, his uh, conclusion that he may have actually done this for survival and not at a murder is kind of muddied because he is not a trustworthy source. And that was the last time the story was ever looked into. That is and so that frustrating. That's the End of the story of Alfred Packer, what in the who was world? let out of prison by a couple of guards, people think, lived a long life for a little bit, then got in prison, lived a long life in prison, and then was a free man, and then broke records with how long he lived. Vegetarian? And he did call the, and at one point, he did call the human meat that he had ate the sweetest meat that he had ever tasted. What in the fuck is wrong with this guy, dude? In a way, it was, you know, he got a whole fucking, yeah. he got like one last ride off it. And that's it. That's I the story, boys. I, that's the Alfred Packer tale. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't, so he just went I'm on exhausted. to like live a life and not eat anyone? Vegetarian? Supposedly, many people in the newspapers, look, the man-eater tale, they, they did tie a lot of cannibalism occurrences to him, but there were no, there's no, there's no evidence because he ate it all. That any of it's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If there was any evidence, it's in his belly and out the other side. Right. But the fact that he called testing, it, you know, they don't have shit. Yeah. Like when we talk about, we'll eventually talk about Albert Fish. I don't know if you guys know who Albert no. Fish is, but that's like a cannibal criminal from the late 1890s. But he was like a dude who like was living the city very proper, but got a taste for human flesh, according to him, and couldn't let the addiction got go. A taste. Ugh. Yeah. It, so like it, it has similar vibes to that in a weird way. Who knows? Do I think he maybe killed somebody else? I think he may have. I truly think he may have in that time. We're going to put past this motherfucker, right? People were, yeah, people, like, he was a well-known entity as Schwartz. Uh, people liked him for the most part, but he was a very kind of solo individual. Even though they found him robbing a dude? All right. Okay. Go on, Schwartz. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, he, he I, I think it's very possible that 
Maybe he wanted another taste and, and murdered somebody. I mean, look how long Boone Helm lasted, how many people he killed, and yet nobody cared for the longest time. All I ever end up learning is how stupid most people are. You don't need to be so smart to be successful. Yeah, like it's just there's like his, just a bunch of dumb people out there that are doing just fine. On that, thank you guys. Please support us at patreon.com slash LuminatiPod. We, uh, we need you to keep going. Bless. How are you feeling about that story, Jesse? Was that, that was the least what do you think? Was that, fulfilling story I've ever heard of a man <laughs> eating people. Why? Because he didn't get his due. No, he got I 17 just, years like, in prison. And then he went on to go like, you know, open a bakery or whatever. Records. Who knows? Like, he broke yeah. records with his life. That's crazy. This, the point is... How many people get away with this? How many, not this in particular, but how many people get away with heinous crimes? He's literally Hannibal Lectoring his way through reality. He literally did. I hate he this. Literally did. And he had, he had officials who were sympathetic and believed him even in the face of the evidence in front of them, which is nuts to you me. You think he was kind of like... Crazy. I mean, you've seen a picture of Alfred Packer. He's not a, he's not a, a handsome man, I would say. You know, you know that, you know that like, uh, that level of stupid kind of like a uh, goofy guy where you just kind of love him like a lovable yeah, goof. That's him. Do you think yep. that's what he was to everyone? They're like, I think so. <laughs> what a goofball. Well, they never had to well, see him eat all the people that he traveled with into the woods. I guess. Yeah. And I think people truly felt pity for him for his, uh, his uh, seizures for his, his epileptic seizures. Like, because that is something that he did lean into in, in victimization, but it also allowed him to be, to get away being this monstrous man who probably probably killed them all and probably killed them all within the same day but there's no like so you're telling me there's no hard facts at all in any of this we have the bodies and we Is know there the, any hard facts before like 19 i mean i guess you're right 16? it's all really conjecture yeah. we have we have gov <laughs> we have the government documents with his with all the things that are listed what people believe the interviews with these people which is where a what lot of people believed is not fact though that's the problem i agreed i know welcome to the 1800s my dude <laughs> i don't know what else to do welcome to fucking right now bro but like all the other people we've covered it's like yeah and then you know, then she killed that person and ate their butt. And then, oh, yeah, no, that guy, he went out in the woods and, like, sacrificed them all to Satan. And now we get this story. And it's like, he may have done that, but may have done it a different way. But also, he may have just, like, been an old codger who they locked up for no reason. And then he lived to be 97. Also... He was kind of a goofball. None of the facts add up. Imagine if Boone Helm had taken his brother's gift because he was a free man. His brother got him out of yeah. jail. Remember, he came with all of his money and got him out. Imagine if Boone Helm did what this guy did and then just lived a normal life. We'd have another story like that. This but guy. The thing is, is like you're telling me this man lived a normal life. If I had tasted the sweet meat of man, I could got I couldn't go back. I'd be like, I spent my entire life just like, I gotta get it. I gotta get another bite. What happened to you, Jesse? Where's the sweet meat of man coming from from you? Just eat some fucking pork belly, bro. Yeah, like I thought you weren't even thinking about that before. I was I've never thought about eating a person before. Uh but now let's go get some hamon. Now that baby. I know that I can live to be 97, sign me up. You don't want that hamon, you want that man moan. Well, he was old when he got out of prison. He did he was old. <laughs> I just want to read the, the, the way that the newspaper posted it in the Grand Junction Evening Sun when he was freed was Alfred Packer has been given a conditional parole. The condition probably being that he would not Don't eat any more of the sovereign people. people of Colorado. <laughs> the sovereign people of Colorado. Yeah. And then the last bit, quote, now that Didn't he is say a nothing about Utah. <laughs> 
Now, well, the last line is, quote, now that he's approaching his end and has lost most of his teeth, it is probably safe to let him out. Yeah, but you think he could, like, gum a person? Yeah, he could definitely. He could still kill someone and gum and suck on the juices. There's no way he didn't <laughs> like, shoot these people. Again, this guy had lawyers fighting for him for 17 years. Probably from all that money that he got. Probably from all that delicious man meat he gave them. <laughs> He probably, you know what? I bet you he just like did appearances and shit, right? Just made. I money. cut some for you, <laughs> and they're like, "Thank you, Mister Packer." Yeah, and then they all like went to a barbecue and they like grilled it up. Thank you, Packer. And they're like, "Ooh, that's man shank." In his late I age, like my grandma. General Adams did visit him, and when he visited old Packer, General Adams, the guy who believed him. He said, don't you recognize me? And Packer said, I'm sorry, sir, I don't. And he's like, it's me, General Adams, from 15 or so years ago. And they had a wonderful conversation. Delightful. Wouldn't that have been amazing if it was instead a cooler version of that story? Was like, like he pulled a gun like, and don't ended you his life right there. Me? You killed my brother, you son of a bitch. Like, that'd be, that'd be awesome. awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't. But, and he's like, yeah, it's like a, one of those like. For for you, it was the worst day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. It's that it's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. But no, no, they just had a good combo. The main thing is, if if you eat people, you will live almost as long as anyone ever has. I think that's the lesson here. Yeah, yeah I think so. It's so not a good guys, lesson. Listen, you can only live once. Taste that succulent forbidden you meat. You only live once. Taste the succulent. What now? Patreon.com slash pod, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> what happened to this show? <laughs> We're evolving to our true final form, everybody. Don't worry. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.